Hello and welcome to the One Football Podcast. I know you don't like Ben Affleck, but how do you feel about Tom Hanks? Everyone likes Tom Hanks, don't they? See, that's the thing. I don't like Tom Hanks. What? Because everyone likes him? No, although that's a good enough reason. <laughs> good point. I think it's because of that Wilson movie. Oh, oh uh, the Castaway. Castaway, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what is it about that film? Oh, it's just, it was disturbing. Wank, it? <laughs> <laughs> it was a volleyball, not a football. That's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If there had been a football, I would have liked that movie. Yeah. But no, I just, yeah, can't stand him. Not like, the worst movie I've ever seen, but it's up there as one of the worst movies of all time. What's, what's the worst movie you've ever seen? Oh, that one with um, George Clooney. <laughs> oh, yeah. that, doesn't, that, doesn't, that doesn't narrow it down uh, what is it um, uh, massive wave the oh, big wave yes. it's all about the fishes the storm the storm perfect, perfect, perfect storm yes perfect storm yeah, that's pretty bad I can understand yeah it's just awful but there's <laughs> not much more to say about it that really you're so traumatised for it yeah I do think I'm a bit weird for not liking Tom Hanks though because I do I do get the impression that I'm quite neutral Tom about Tom Hanks Helga? yeah sure yeah. oh okay the same well welcome to the anti-Tom Hanks podcast <laughs> no nothing against him just oh, total, no. I'm, I'm Switzerland for, to you're Switzerland Hanks. for him just, I like for his gun but yeah, yeah. who doesn't Ian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't don't ask me that question. It's not as bad as Shawshank Redemption, but yeah, oh, that's that's probably another day's topic. Move on swiftly. Sure. Yeah, uh, joining me, Ian McCord, on today's One Football Podcast is Alex Mott. Hello, Helga Voltman. Hi, and Andre Gonzalez. Hello. The usual email to get in touch is podcast at onefootball.com. Get all your questions in there. Or, should you wish, you can get onto iTunes, give the pod a rating and leave a comment to let us know how you think we're doing, which is exactly what Clapped in the Hood says. What a name that is! <laughs> Clapped in the hood. Oh damn! Yeah. Okay. Uh, he uh, he or she says I'm a student, so I don't really have enough time to keep up with soccer. I mean, I thought if you're a student, you'd have plenty of time. But anyway, <laughs> but uh, this podcast makes finding what's happening in soccer so funny. Oh. I have never heard a better podcast. Wow. Keep up the good work. It's probably the only one. Yeah, it's all going to change now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, anyway, clapped in the hood. We like your name. Yeah. We like your reviews. Thank you. Keep them coming. Uh, so we kick off this week with a question from Chris Russo, who asks, who do you think will win the Juve v Real Madrid tie? He's, of course, referring to last week's Champions League draw. Um, so let's go off with that one. Alex, you want to go? Yeah, I've, I think this is going to be a brilliant tie. Um, we've seen how good Juventus are. Um, when, they, when they came up against Tottenham a few weeks ago, um, Used all their now and experience to get past them, um, but they're coming up against a Real Madrid team who probably have the best player in Europe at the moment, Cristiano Ronaldo. Certainly the most in form, I'd say. <laughs> Andre's laughing. Um, <laughs> Seventeen goals in eight games. His last eight games, I think. It's so an, it's um, absolutely crazy. Twenty-one goals yeah. in uh, eleven games. This like, is since the he's just sort of turned it around since the yeah, start of the year. Been insane. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, he's scoring for fun at the moment, but I think that the collective of Juventus will probably beat the individual of Real Madrid. Mm. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Andre. Um, I've seen Real Madrid pulling off the most amazing things in Champions League over the past 
couple of years. Um, this Juventus team is really, really tough. And if they manage to have everyone fit, which is still doubtful, we don't know. Mm -hmm. But I think that Juve might have a shot on this one. Juve's second half performance in the second leg against Tottenham is my favorite thing in the Champions League so It's, far this season. It was astounding. Yeah, you can really spot all the changes, the substitutions completely messed up um, Tottenham's plan. Yeah, it was just like this, and everything changed. Um, I'm expecting to see a very cynical Juventus. In particularly in you're in telling a, me an Italian team would be cynical <laughs> when it comes to a knockout competition in, in Bernabeu. Yeah, because the same the same thing they they did um, in Wembley. Where's the first leg? Uh, it's at Juventus, I believe. Yeah. So. Okay, so I I can see a, an advantage for Real Madrid. But Real Madrid have only kept three clean sheets since Christmas. They've been terrible so. back there. It's like it's it's chaotic against Girona this this yeah. weekend. Oh my god! Yeah. We shouldn't be letting in that amount of no. goals against Girona. So sloppy, Helga. Uh, to me, it's as well, I agree with what was said before, but um, what I see is, to me as well, the UV defense is kind of getting kind of old. Oh. <laughs> Understatement, maybe, but... Um, they're still alive. They are still alive, but <laughs> against Tottenham, it was in the first half, it was almost ridiculous how slow they were compared to how Tottenham was moving. And if they would have taken advantage of that more, they would have been out already. But um, I think it's a matter of experience there. And Real Madrid has that experience to, to actually capi um, like capitalize on those on those openings there so you're taking your life savings and you're betting it on Real Madrid it's not that much elsewhere Barcelona v Roma do the Romans have a chance Andre well they first uh, they're going to play f uh, the first game in, in um, Camp Nou and if Roma managed to get alive from that game to find get out alive yeah If they lose for uh, just one goal, I can see them doing something beautiful in in the Olimpico. And it, this is it's a very reasonable explanation because uh, Roma has been amazing at home this season. They conceded zero goals in the in the Champions League. They beat uh, Atleti. Uh, they drew Atleti nil nil. They beat uh, Chelsea three nil. Then Carabag one nil. And then Shakhtar one nil. So it's not easy to play uh, at the Olimpico. But they haven't come up against Lionel Messi yet. Have they? That's 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 <laughs> the other. That's, <laughs> well, even even when uh, when the Barca are not playing well and they have uh, they've been a bit inconsistent, but there's always always Messi um, making the difference. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I this is. Probably the first time that I believe that Roma can 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 make it. Ooh. Never ever believe in Roma. <laughs> they will they will break your heart. I have learned this much to my much to my own uh, bad luck. I have I've learned this over the years. Yeah, but the first leg is going to be uh, the most important thing for them. If if they don't concede a lot at Camp Nou, they can they can go through. Big shout! Um, <laughs> I, do, I just when I whenever I watch Lionel Messi, I just can't see how he can get better every time I watch him. But he does. The Ch the Chelsea second leg, he fancied it and he blew Chelsea apart. It was amazing. Yeah. Um, and you know he created space for Dembele. 
Um, just drop it, you know, he's the best dribbler in the world. He's the best finisher in the world. He's the best passer in the world. He, yeah, he's, if he fancies it, then Barcelona are going through. I think he's going places, this message. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's all right. <laughs> um, I don't know if, if, if any of you saw this, but during the match too with Dembele, he was just giving him orders all the time. Yeah. So he's also the best order giver on the pitch as well. Uh, Sevilla v Bayern Munich Bavarians must be pretty happy with that one Helga they'll knock them out easy won't they uh, they got pretty lucky definitely compared to what was possible in, in the draw yeah. um, especially because Sevilla they've been up and down all season basically they they have had terrible defensive performances against Atleti for example I think where they lost 5-2 if I remember correctly yeah. and I think yeah Bayern is gonna is gonna be very happy about this it's a team that suits them as well because they want to play but then they have openings in the, in the defense, so I think Bayern is gonna gonna go through quite easily there. Bayern are the favourites for me. I think they're the big team to beat. I actually think for the entire tournament. Yeah, I actually think the defeat against Leipzig at the weekend is the best thing that could have happened to them. Really, I and think electrocute them back into. Yeah, life. they've they've been like coasting in the Bundesliga, really playing at sort of fifty percent, but they played at probably 70 percent against Leipzig and lost. So hopefully, like you say, this will sort of jolt them back into sort of top top form. Um, yeah, they're, they're the team to beat for me. I just can't see a weakness. And especially when Neuer comes back, probably for the semi-finals, they're just they're insanely good. A decent player to come back. Yeah. Sevilla, not great for them, is it? Bayern Munich? I don't I don't see them going through. Okay. Not, not for the Spanish one this time. Elsewhere, Liverpool v Manchester City. Now, I have this then as the tie of the round, Alex. Yeah, I think it might be. Um, Even though we've seen them play so often, but the, the quality but yeah, between the two sides. Like European ties between domestic clubs always have sort of added tension, don't they? You think of like the Classicos a few years ago, which were you know, really, mm. really intense. You think of uh, Chelsea-Liverpool um, a few years ago. They were always, you know, the Mourinho-Rafa years. They were always super intense. And then Shit the, on a stick, as they were described <laughs> yeah. at the time. Um, and then, well, the Premier League games between the two this year, is it 8-4 on aggregate, I think? Something so along those lines, yeah. I'm not sure if it'll be 8-4 on aggregate this time. But um, I actually, I, over two legs, I think City might just pit them. But I think it'll be a lot closer than people might think. Liverpool are a really, really good team at the moment. Um, yeah, Salah's just is probably the best player in the Premier League. Um yeah, it's going to be great. I'm really, really looking forward to these games. I think they're going to be great. And Liverpool are going to go through, aren't they? Uh, in a one-off <laughs> game, if it, if this was the final, then maybe Liverpool could win. But I just over two legs, I think City love too much. Of okay, you mentioned uh, Mohamed Salah. We've got a question from Anne Midral who says, "What do you guys think of Mo Salah scoring four goals against Watford? Is he one of the world's best now?" I'm a Liverpool fan. I'm delighted when he's performance and I think he's one of the world's top three players. I would say scoring four against Watford doesn't necessarily make yeah. you one of the best players yeah, in the world. Yeah, yeah. But his performances elsewhere and his consistency throughout the season would suggest yeah. he is in the it's, one yeah. of the world's best it's right his now. consistency for me. He's just, he's so good every week. He's, you know, he can be relied on for Liverpool. Um, I think he's, in terms of like his debut season, he's better than Fernando Torres now. Fernando Torres is a Liverpool legend. So, yeah, he's. I wouldn't say he's top three players in the world just yet, but he's certainly top ten. Um, and I think, it's not bad. No, it's not bad. And I think if he keeps on going this way, Liverpool might have a struggle keeping him in the summer. But um, mm. yeah, so sorry. To <laughs> okay. Uh, so Helga, quickly, the four teams going through: uh, Real, Barca, Bayern, City. Andre. 
Yeah, I think you're probably right, Helga. <laughs> yeah, you should put some <laughs> money Thank on you. it. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, Alex? I'm going Juve, Bayern, Barca, City. And we know he's gonna. Alex is backing Bayern to win it. Yeah. In a word, who are you going for? <laughs> I just need. Sure I just need. I just need. I just need one word. I just. Uh, we know we're gonna get the usual three in the semi-finals, and I'm. I'm just depressed by the Champions League. It has been like this for so many years. I. I don't. I don't find joy. So Manchester anymore. City. Then. <laughs> you want the new winner? <laughs> okay. Um, I think City. Lovely, Helga. Um, I think any one of the of the four could make it in the semifinals, but I would, if I would have to go for someone, I would go for City as well. Yeah, I'm going for Liverpool. Oh, <laughs> let's <clears throat> after that dramatic pause, let's have some music, <laughs> and we'll come back and talk World Cup. Okay, now in case you have been living in a cave in Mars with your fingers stuck in your ears and you may not know, but there's a World Cup coming this summer. And actually I was talking to somebody recently who asked me, hey, where's the World Cup this summer? Didn't. <laughs> the guy didn't know. I won't put him on blast, but he didn't know. And so we've represented us from all the teams who could win it, as well as Alex <laughs> for England. You know. Thanks for inviting me, guys. Yeah. But we're going we're gonna to start with Germany. And we're going to start with any any sort of issues surrounding the team at the moment, Helga? It all seems to be quite plain sailing for Germany. Uh, it is, basically. The qualification always is because they are goddamn boring in Europe. But um, <laughs> the only thing that's basically there is is that Neuer might not be fit or is he going to be fit? How, how far is he going to get till the World Cup? Nobody really knows what's happening with his foot because he's out for like five months, I think now. And a long it's, time it's, now. Yeah, it's a broken foot. Like, it shouldn't, shouldn't be that much, yeah. No. Um, and there's no sign of him yet being in training with a team or anything, so uh, getting close to it even. Um, so yeah, that's that's a question there somehow. On the other hand, the the replacement is Testegen, <laughs> which is not the worst keeper to be having in, in your goal. Uh, then there's more like smaller questions of like, okay, is there who's going to be the left back behind Jonas Hector? Um, is who's going to be the striker who comes to the tournament? Is it going to be Gomez or Wagner? Uh, next to Timo Werner, so that's yeah. Sorry, um, Gomez or Wagner? Yeah, Mario Gomez. Surely it's got to be Wagner. Jesus. <laughs> I, Mario Gomez has just scored six goals in, in in like I don't know six seven games, and he's still in there. And he's, they've both been in the team right now for for the friendlies. Wow, who do you think it will be? Uh, I think it might be both. Questions going to be uh, Gomez, Wagner, and they're not going to be playing at the same time. But no, no, yeah, but then in I, the squad. I think it's going to be a matter of who, uh, like tactically, who the the Slov want to have in the team. Like, is it going to be like a more like typical number nine, or is it going to be like Werner, who's a little faster? Theoretically, uh, you could put Werner on the left wing as well, or on the right wing somewhere. I think it's a waste. To put Werner on the on the on the wings. Yeah, you could. I would just, play him up front. Yeah, but you could go like Zane and Werner going super fast over the wings. You know, if you wanted to have this velocity out there, it's it's a matter of like what what ideas Löw is going to have. Basically, and Stindl has no chance. Uh, I don't really see him play. I mean, he's he's been in the in the friendly squad as well, mm -hmm. but. He has been dreadful in, in this second half of the season. He is really overplayed since the, the, the Confed Cup. Uh, me personally, I think if you want to have like kind of this false nine person in there, you should 
call up Max Kruse, who has been the best scoring player since January 2017, like German player. So why why stand it? I don't know. Saving I, himself for the World Cup. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what it, I mean, this you see all the graphics going around about how many players Germany have in every position, and it's it's quite amazing, especially when you look at the midfield. It's ridiculous. Uh, which begs the question: Who's going to be crying into their pillow at night? Who's going to uh, be watching from the couch? Yeah, uh, as I said, I think Stindl is not going to make it. I think Götze, the scorer of the of the yeah. final goal, could be out. Wow. Because um, with Kroos and Gündogan, we we have better players that are kind of like in his position that he's playing now, and he's not not fast enough for the wings anymore. Like there's no chance. <laughs> he looks like you're talking about a 35 year old. Yeah, uh, such a fall <laughs> from grace, isn't it? Wow. He's yeah. lost so much space. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. It was quick when it was 19. Then he turned 20. <laughs> all yeah, gone. That was it. So no Goethe. I mean, you'd imagine Royce won't make it. Probably, I mean, Hoys, if he's yeah. if he's fit, he will be in the team. Not really, just because he's he's not made it to all the other tournaments. But I don't think he's going to be fit, to be honest. <laughs> what? There's, there's no. I mean, it just never happens. <laughs> he gets yeah, injured yeah. every time he yeah. sort of looks at a football. I yeah. just it would be to me that would be low taking too big a risk. You yeah. can only take what 22, 23 players. Twenty three. Why would you waste it on a guy who's always injured? Yeah. I'd rather bring, well, no, I wouldn't I think rather bring Sherla, but, you know, at least somebody who can do <laughs> some. You I know. think it's definitely going to make the, the the squad before the World Cup, the and, then, and then they're going to see like, if he's if he's going to make it and be fit until then. But it happened last time. Or I think well. I, w- I would take the risk. If he's fit, he's bringing awesome. I mean, I love Marco Royce. He's a yeah. great player, but I just, I, I, I don't know. It's not Which, like Germany haven't got options. Exactly. Yeah, true. Yeah. But on the other end, then they don't, like, he could be like the twenty third player. Like, yeah, oh, let's let's yeah, see if he's true. if he's fit and then let's try it. Exactly. Yeah. Are we expecting any sort of tactical innovations from Love then this time around? <sighs> innovations not not that much. More like changes maybe to to the World Cup twenty fourteen where he played with four centre backs, which we're definitely not going to see anymore. It's going to be Kimmich and probably Hector or someone. Platinard. If if it was me, I would take Philip Max and not Platinard because okay. Platinard has been very average this season, and uh, Philip Max has I think thirteen assists as a left back. For Augsburg, that's so that's, yeah, yeah, he's the record holder now. He, he surpassed Lamb, who was before record holder. Mm-hmm. So I don't know something like that, but it's definitely going to be fullbacks um, playing and not not center backs. Um, as I said, he's it's going to be a mix of Werner or or like a really number nine player. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, uh, same old, same old, basically. Okay. As for Spain, <laughs> how confident will they be going into the World Cup, Trey? Very, very confident. They, they, their confidence right now is sky high. They, their qualifying was brilliant. Um, they drew against Italy in Italy and then they destroyed him at home. Um, and the, the, the media is, is craving for the World Cup. They, they're just absolutely crazy. I mean, it's been so long since they won one. They yeah. don't. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that was in Italy before Ventura got his, you know, hands on them. They were sort yeah. of the old, Half decent Italy, so to draw away, I think it was in Turin. Mm-hmm. Great result, yeah, they qualified well on paper. So. I sort of see them as low key favorites. I I see them as favorites, favorites. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. oh, wow, yeah, I don't get it. I think, I think yeah. that no, I mean, low key as in sort of they've been under the radar I, I, a little I bit. I personally don't, I, I don't find Lopetegui brilliant manager. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you have those players. I mean, you can coach 
Spain and still win something because they have so many options <laughs> and so much quality. It's 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 really uh, incredible. And and uh, you look at the names of uh, some of the, the players that that probably not going to be on that squad. Oh yeah, I, I love this. Go on, tell me who's not going to make it. Who's going to be uh, eating their Serrano? Barta is not going to make it. I think. Uh, Morata is in danger position yeah. right now. Not really. Yeah, he wasn't called up for 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 this um, friendlies, and he's been a bit rubbish for. He scored for against. Chelsea. He scored against Stoke. <laughs> 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 um, and in Spain, they have a lot of options to yeah. play as a number nine. That's probably one of the problems in Lopetegui's uh, mind right now, because they have um, uh, Mariano Diaz, Iago Aspas. Uh, Diego Costa, Rodrigo, Valencia, Rodrigo. It's Aduriz is thirty-seven, I think, or thirty-six. But it's still a very good target man if they need one. Uh, so, so many options. Uh, Pedro also probably not going to the to the World Cup. It's um, a Chelsea curse because Fabregas yeah. probably won't be there either. Need, I think Fabregas is going to be in the squad. He's oh. not going to be starting, but that's my Chelsea curse idea. <laughs> and uh, Monreal, it's not going to be there. Monreal, it was right. never a favorite in in the Spain in the Spanish team. Never, it was always like the third option. Yeah, you got Alba, and Jordi Alba. You have uh, Marcos Alonso. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a lot of options in every position. So it, when you, we look at Spain. We have to see them as very, very serious contenders. To Once Diego Costa is there, I'm happy. <laughs> you know he's gonna he's gonna have a lot of fun, right? He's gonna have fun <laughs> with Diego. They've Costa. got a relatively easy path to the quarterfinals as well. If you look at their group, Portugal, I mean, they're gonna play Iran, Portugal. Oh yeah, and then they play. <laughs> they think. should play over second group A, and that is Russia, Egypt. Uruguay. Yeah, I think the, the group is quite tricky because so, they, they, Iran, you never know what you're going to get from yeah. them. Carlos we don't expect charge. fireworks yeah. from Iran, but we never know. But Morocco is a very complicated team. Yeah? Yeah. I've seen him playing. Um, it's not going to be easy to, to beat Morocco for both Portugal and Spain. Yeah. When they play Morocco, it's going to be... It's tricky. It's a trickier group than we think. Okay. Yeah. As for England... In Gareth Southgate, you have a manager who was good enough to lead Middlesbrough to the championship. <laughs> yeah. That must fill the fans with confidence, eh? Yeah, he's um, he's clearly not anyone's idea of a football visionary. No, <laughs> I would. I see him more as a geography teacher than anything. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. You see I think I'm... geography is way too interesting. Yeah, England are underwhelming, so yeah. we might as well hire an underwhelming manager. Okay, we've sort of gone. Big names, Sven, Capello, sort of went for the veteran with Roy Hodgson, Allardyce and his pint of wine only lasted mm. one game. So, you know, we might as well try and promote the under-21, under-21 <laughs> manager and just sort of see how we go, really. Is there any sense, obviously we're not in in England, but I know having lived there and worked there that the hype when it comes around is just unreal. Yeah. And people really buy into it. Is there any sense that this time around people are just a bit more realistic about it? I think England fans have just been burnt so many times. Pretty shaky, really. is it? it? No, it's no, sorry, no, 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 no. We'll, we'll, we'll let him answer first. Anyway, go on. I think go most ahead. people who watch England regularly know that we're not very good. And I think anything other, like, past the last 16 is a good tournament for England now I know a few weeks before the tournament there'll be you know everyone will get excited <laughs> Harry Kane's back from injury da, 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 da. 
But I think most sensible people will, most will sensible. not expect England to get <laughs> they're anything. Probably gonna keep it to <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're probably going to keep it to themselves. But maybe, like, well, like deep down, they're going to be like, yeah, we're going to win maybe. this. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not about the average Joe. It's about the, the media. Well, I, I, think, you know, I think even the media are sort of damp. We're well, not damping expectations because there's no expectation. But the, even the media aren't getting excited like we used to. In 2006, the hype was just crazy. But you look at the, t the squad on paper that year, it was really good. I mean, yeah, but when you look at the squad this year, I mean, it's just very, very average, really. Well, so. the, <laughs> that hype was there in 2010 as well. Yeah, With yeah, yeah. the easy front page headline exactly, of the yeah. sun. Uh, so you're saying the furthest England goes maybe last 16? Yeah, yeah, I think so. It's, the so grimace, so, if only the, if only listeners yeah. could see the grimace on his face right I'm now. Just, I'm so conflicted about England because I think you look at our attacking players on paper: Kane, Sterling, uh, Rashford, Ali. Probably four of the best young attacking players in the Premier League. I really like Kyle Walker. I really like Kieran Trippier as wing backs. But then any position that's sort of vaguely central, central midfield and centre backs, we're just we're a joke, really. You just look at the mm. the current squad, and you've got Jake Livermore in there, Jordan Henderson. I think the first decent team we come up against, we're just going to completely fold. So, and there's the big question over the keeper too. Such a key position, and there's talk of Joe Hart being in there. It's I mean, the fact that Joe Hart's even in the squad, I think, is ridiculous. There's a reason that Guardiola was, you know, he was the first player that Guardiola mm -hmm. got rid of at City. He was terrible at Torino. He's been terrible at West Ham, but then. You've either got Butland or um, Pickford, and neither of them are really convinced in the Premier League at the moment. Um, and to be in that position three months before a World Cup when you don't know your first choice goalkeeper. We had the same in 2010, David James, Rob Green, Joe Hart, and we chopped and changed in the tournament. I can see a similar thing happening this time, and yeah, I can't see it getting too well, to be honest. Would you like a fun fact about Luke Shaw, who is an England player? Ooh. <clears throat> He's the only player born after the release of Jagged Little Pill to play at play at a World Cup. <laughs> That's good, no? That is quite good. I got that from what, Twitter. When yesterday. was Jagged Little Pill released? <laughs> Jagged Little Pill must have been released ninety four. Yeah, showing my age maybe? because I do remember when it was released, <laughs> and I don't really want to admit it. Uh, <laughs> elsewhere, Brazil, Andre, they're over the defeat to Germany. They're over it with a bang, finishing top of the group with one defeat in 18 games. Oof. That's they're good. good. They're good. Are they over it though? Really? When it gets to oh, the yeah, I think I think they more the uh the poor performance they had. Um what's changed? What's Teach, right? Uh did I pronounce his name right? Tichi. Tichi. Yeah. <laughs> what's um, Tichi? Is is a consensual name. I think everyone respects um uh his his legacy is what what is um, achieved with in, in Brazil, particularly with Corinthians, mm -hmm. um, the media really likes him, and that's really important in Brazil. And he 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 made a great great job. He he created a team because it was something that Brazil was not. There was there were not team. It was just a uh, squad, and now it's a team. You can see that. The way they played in some very complicated places, like going to Uruguay, uh, playing in Bolivia with uh, you know the altitude, yeah, it's not easy. But they managed to go through every adversity in style. 
Um, and and they have an incredible squad. It's yeah. I think it's probably the 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 squad with the most depth in in the past ten years for Brazil. Wow. They have a lot of options in all in all positions. And it's, it's all right having all those players, but it's his man management that's really, from what I understand, really yeah, gelled yeah. the squad together. Definitely. Um, even tactically, because uh, the previous managers were not good understanding the game. Yeah. They they would they they would be capable of making a, a lineup like a starting eleven, but the changes during the game were just terrible most of the time. Um, We're looking at you, Dunga. Uh, Dunga, Dunga <laughs> was was uh, it was I, I I I was so confused with most of uh, yeah. his decisions. It's a family show, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, the, 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 he is he's a good leader. He, he knows what he's doing tactically and technically, and I think that Brazil they're probably the biggest contenders to win the World Cup. Um, you were backing Spain a few minutes ago, but we'll let you. No, I think there. It's I. All of us think there are three teams that are way better than the rest: Brazil, Spain, and Germany. Okay. Yeah. What I want to know is what are they going to do about Neymar? If he's not fit, will he still play? But and you, you, you shouldn't play a player that is not. You fit. shouldn't. You shouldn't. You shouldn't. But I mean, we've seen this happen before. Will they? Will they risk him? Do they? Uh, do they even need to risk him? They've got no, so they much strength. Need, they don't need uh, Brazil without Neymar. They're still very, very strong. They don't need Neymar to to win the World Cup, in my opinion. Oh, they have. I, I they have a lot of. Form, maybe. Are they yeah. more? I mean, it would certainly help. Definitely. I mean, what they could do, for example, is just bring him in, give him some more time, play the group games without him. And then that's easily going to be manageable without him. Are they more but, of a later on bring him in. cohesive unit without him? I don't, th- I don't think that Neymar uh, is causing any troubles when no. it comes to... No, I don't think Not so. Not in Brazil. Okay. No. Um, and there must be a sense within the squad that, hey, this guy is pretty decent. Yeah. We need to let, you know, give him the... Yeah, let I, him run the show. We, so we saw what happened in 2014 where... He was probably their best player, and then he missed the semi-finals, and they just went to pieces. Yeah, is it if they do the same thing again and say as a recurrence I don't think injury, that, I, is that going to? It's not going to happen because no. they they played without him quite a few times, and the team is still really solid. Yeah, and and if imagine if you don't have Neymar, you have uh, Firmino, Douglas Costa, uh, Gabriel Jesus, Tyson, <laughs> uh, you have Coutinho. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. not bad, it's not right? Bad, it's it? not bad. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's not even about the strength. It's about the more the mentality, isn't it? Because that Brazilian team was that lost to Germany was it was arguably good enough to deal yeah. with them, but it was just yeah. a mental problem. And they're distracted by the whole Neymar business. Uh, playing uh, at home for them was uh, too much, too, too much, much, way yeah. too much. They what couldn't they, deal with that. What are they going to do without uh, Felipe Luis? Is that a big, big loss for them? Uh no. Oh okay. I, <laughs> no, uh, I, I, you know how I, I, I really like Philippe Luis. We, we really like. We him. really we're, like we're him. Uh, but yeah. if there's no Philippe Luis, but I think he's going to be fit to be honest uh, to play the. Oh yeah. The work. I think okay. so. But if he's not fit, uh, you have Alexandro, you have mm. um, Alex Stelz, uh Arana from Sevilla. Uh, even Ismaili, the, the the guy from Shakhtar Donetsk, is okay. Brazilian. 
and uh, it was called up now because Alexandro was was also injured. So Ismaili was called up for the first time to the national team. He played in Portugal for many years, so I know him quite well. And he's a very decent left back. So I don't think I don't see any problems with with the squad. There will be a problem picking just twenty three players. Uh, yeah, that that's a problem. That's going to be a problem. <laughs> that's going to be a problem. They basically, yeah. did that already, no? Mm. Oh, they well, have a pre squad mm. of uh, twenty six. So they've already players? picked the squad that they're going to take. To the no, not exactly. It's not. It's yet. not final, right. but uh, it's almost almost right. that. So no, David Luiz. No, David Luiz. No. Okay, that's probably not that big an issue in Brazil, <laughs> is it? Given how uh, how, that's, yeah. how that's gone down. Uh, one final question on all of this for each of you. Maybe we start with you, Helga. Outside of these sides, who do we see as favourites? Argentina, uh, France, Belgium. I, I'm personally hoping for Argentina, but I don't see them getting there. Like, even in this, not that good of a group in, in uh, South America where a lot of teams were underperforming. They, they, there's a reason why Peru has made it. And they, they basically made it in the last... Hey, Peru are not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let him let make his point I've here. been saying this for months and months. <laughs> Peru are not that bad. No, but they, the whole group has not been performing that well. Like Colombia is not really really doing that well right now in the Pekamon. Um, they're... Yeah. But there's a reason why like, Argentina, like, they barely made it and, yeah. and other teams were not performing. There are well. a lot of teams in South America right now that are, they, they were in the process of renovation. So a lot of uh, like legends, they, they left their national teams and they're trying to renovate the squad. So it's natural that this qualifying was a bit more clumsy for some teams like Uruguay, Colombia. Um, and um, in Argentina as well, but in in a tournament like the World Cup, Colombia are going to be are going to be there for you. Don't worry. But they have to work a lot on it because technically oh, yeah. they've been they've been like really really bad. But it's when you have more time to work with your players and coaching and learn from them um, in the pre season of the World Cup, it's going to be so different because uh, yeah. coaching a national team is. The, the, the players arrive, you need to make sure that mm -hmm. no one is injured, you need to make sure that everyone is fit to play, and you have like one session or two training sessions to try to make something. It's not enough. We're running so, out of time. I'm so sorry, your final answer outside of the, these teams, who could be uh, the... France. 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 France, uh, they have an incredible squad and uh, they, they can pull it off. Um, I, I still find that there are I needed a, a one-word answer, so we're going to have to leave that at that. Not, they're not, not experienced as they should be. I think Alex. Croatia might be a little outside okay. to go far. That's all from us today. My thanks to Alex Helga, Andre, and producer Philip, again standing in for producer Damo. And thanks to you for listening. Thank you.